Welcome to or welcome back to The Honourable Truth, a podcast, all things education, presented by Canary Boys in partnership with the Canary Bankstown Bulldogs. For episode four, we are joined by an extremely special guest, a Canary Boys High School alumni who has been a leader in the sporting and business world. He's played 132 games for the Canterbury, uh, Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, a club which he captained in, captained in their 1980 Premiership winning side. The first Canterbury player to be named Captain of Australia. And while he was achieving success on the sporting field, he was completing his medical studies and is a GP. The namesake of one of our houses at Canterbury Boys High School and a man who happens to be my grandfather, my grandmother, sorry, my grandmother's favourite rugby league player ever. And so if you haven't worked it out by now, I am talking about and introducing Dr. George Poponis. George, thanks Thank you for coming. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so like I said in my introduction, you were a student at Canterbury Boys High School, so I guess that's the best place to sort of start our chat. It was a bit different to how it is now. Yes, One it, thing, it was selective, yeah? Yes, it was. Uh, selective school and just sort of changing over about the time I came. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, you know, we lived at Earlwood at the time and moved to Belmore when I was halfway through first year. Yep. And so kept coming to Canterbury Boys High, which was my, my preference. Yep. And um, spent six years here and enjoyed it. Um, you know, played a little bit of rugby union while I was here. Oh, okay. Because it was a rugby union school. It yep. wasn't a rugby league school. Our principal, Ross Dummett, is a bit more of a rugby union man than a rugby league man. Yeah, the last year I was here, in year 12, it, um, the zone changed. Oh, okay. and so some rugby league uh, high schools came in. So we played half a season of rugby union, half a season of rugby league. Oh, wow. Um, just to you know, the transition period. And when you were studying here, did you have a favourite subject or...? Yeah, probably maths. Okay. Um, I, I can credit a lot of my success to my maths teacher. Okay. Um, I only did four subjects. I did level one maths and science and level two English and French um, yep. in my HSE. And um, I remember the teacher very well. His name was Jeff Garland. Okay. Um, he was also our squash uh, coach. Yeah. Uh, I played uh, first grade squash for Canary Boys High as well. And... Um, I would corner him before school, after school, um, with queries and questions, and he never, ever sort of put me off. He oh, would wow. take the time and spend the time with me, and um, I credit him for a lot of my success. Oh, wow. um, and in year 11, I think I topped the, uh, the school in, in maths. Um, I didn't do it in the HSC, but yep. got enough marks to get a Commonwealth scholarship to go to university at the time. And at university, what did you study? Um, well... Basically, you went straight into med school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, different to what some of the universities are now. So, yeah. first year, I, um, you know, it was sort of general science, maths. Um, I think I did computing. Um, yeah. Uh, and then from year two at uni, it was just all you know, phys- physiology, biochemistry. Okay. Um, we sort of jumped around a bit and jumped a bit, but we'll talk about while you were completing your studies at uni, you were playing rugby league. So, it was a Straight away you were graded or you were playing in the other sides? Well, I played all my junior representative football for Canterbury-Bankstown. That was SG Ball, Jersey Flag, President's Cup. We won the uh, Jersey Flag um, as the under-17 side. I was graded um, when I was about 19. Um, Played my first year in first grade in 74. Made the grand final in 1974 and I was in fourth year med school at the time. Okay. Um, And, uh, you know... Loved my footy. 
yeah. um, always did, um, and was fortunate enough to be able to to you know do both. Yeah. you can't do that now. It's um, very professional. But in those days, we only trained three nights a week for two hours, and it was a Sydney-based competition. Oh, okay. uh, Penrith and Brookvale were the furthest I had to travel, and I didn't like travelling. That didn't far. like travel. Which, which uh, one did you prefer least, Brookie or Penrith? Um, probably Penrith. Oh, okay. um, we always had a big rivalry against uh, Manly, so yeah. uh, we uh, it was the only time I ever got sent off in first grade. Was it, it well over? What'd you do? Um, well, we I three players we got got sent off that day, yeah. so it was a pretty tough sort of a game. Oh, okay. And uh, Max Krillich was my rival, yeah. and uh, he was the captain of Manly. And he and I sort of, you know, we're always sort of at each other trying to get for the Australian side. Ah, okay. And we'd had a bit of a punch up earlier. Yeah. And um, I actually hit him with a head high tackle. The problem was the guy that was going to give him the ball dummy, and he didn't have the ball. Oh. And so um, I was the second player to get sent off. Ah, okay. I actually, the first, I've only been ever sent off twice in my life, and the yeah. first time was playing for Canterbury Boys High School. Oh, wow. At Wiley Park. And, <laughs> okay. and uh, I was playing fullback. Yeah. And um, similar sort of thing. Um, I was catching all these high bombs mm-hmm. and they were just coming through and just flattening me all the time. Yeah. And I thought, I've got to get someone back. And I got an early one and I kicked it back at their fullback and came through and thought, I'm really going to give it to you. <laughs> and I missed time. The ball was still up in the air when I hit him. And so I got sent off. So they're the only two times I've ever been sent so off. hitting the man without a, the ball they, both they, times. Well, I'd, the one for Canary Boys was missed time. Yep. The one against um, Manly, I got four weeks for that, missed two test yeah. matches. Um, the week before, I'd played my first test match for Australia yeah. and got the Man of the Match uh, award, and I was suspended for four weeks and uh, missed the next two test matches, so it was costly. So when you were at Canterbury Boys, you said you were playing fullback. Yep. Your time at the Bulldogs and playing for New South Wales and Australia, you were a hooker, right? Absol- and, absolutely, um, yeah. Just recently, over the weekend, you were named as not only the hooker of Canary Bulldogs uh, Team of the Century, but the captain as well, weren't you? Yeah, it was the Canary Bankstown Junior ah, okay. Rugby League. Yep. So, you know, great players like Steve Mortimer and that weren't eligible because ah, okay. they weren't local juniors. So it was the Junior Rugby League Team of the Century. So someone like uh, Hazamel Masri, I saw he was on the wing. He was on it, And yeah. Josh Reynolds was the 5'8", um, wasn't no, he? No, Terry Lamb was a 5'8". Oh, and Josh Reynolds yeah. is sitting on the bench. I think so, yeah. So Probably yeah, I was very honoured to, to be yeah. named in that side and to be named captain of that side. Were you always a hooker or you played a bit of everywhere? No, I started off as a halfback. Okay. Um, my second year at Canary Boys High, I made the zone as a halfback. Yep. Um, and then I played fullback okay. uh, in year 11 and year 12. Um, and uh, when I was playing league, I was a second rower, but yep. as... I got older, I was too small, and okay. I was pushed into hooker, yep. which I resented at the time, but it turned out to be a really good move. Because of all the success that followed yeah, absolutely. that. Absolutely. You sort of mentioned this, and I wanted to touch on it, is the difference of the game now compared to when you were playing. I, um, unfortunately, haven't, I'd only seen YouTube clips, and it looked brutal compared to what we see now. Uh, well, the state of origin was pretty brutal the yeah. other night. Um, yeah. I people ask me this quite often, and yeah. they say, you know, it was you know a lot tougher in those days, mm-hmm. and I don't think it was. It okay. was a lot dirtier. Yeah. Right? Um, the players now are so fit and so strong, and they hit, and they hit 
in threes yeah. and fours, and they really do. You saw the damage in that state of origin last Wednesday night. Yeah. Three players, HIA after five minutes. Yeah. In the old days, it wasn't as brutal, but you had to look out for yourself because yeah. if you passed the ball and if you weren't watching out, you were going to cop an elbow or something like that. You were going to get whacked. And so it was dirtier. Ah, okay. Yeah. And so you were captain of the Bulldogs. How did that feel as sort of an honour? And oh, absolutely. I mean, I had no... I was captain of my junior team, okay. St George Dragons, yep. when I was... Uh, in my junior years. Um, so in 1970, um, 78, 79, yeah. um, I was chosen to be captain. And um, one of the selectors at the time, a, a guy that I had a lot of time for, uh, Ray Gartner, who was yep. picked in the 100-year contemporary uh, side yep. as a halfback, um, he suggested that um, to Peter Moore that uh, I'd be a good choice as a, as a captain. And... Uh, so, and I was honoured to do that, and yeah. I was, you know, lucky enough to play in two grand finals as a captain and, and win the first premiership uh, for Canterbury in 35 years, yeah, wow. in 1980. So uh, it was a really special special day and special night. You had a victory over East in that one? We did, yeah, yeah. because they beat us in the 74 grand oh, final, okay. so it was very pleasing to beat them in the 1980 grand final. So 1980, you're winning grand finals. By that time, your studies have finished, are you... Yeah. Practicing medicine? Yeah, I was in um, 77, 78. I was an intern resident at Concord yeah. Hospital. I was okay. still playing uh, rugby league. I went on a tour of England and France with the 78 Kangaroos when I was a resident yeah. at Concord Hospital. Okay. And I had to take 10 weeks off. Um, and in 79, I was basically told very politely that I couldn't keep taking that amount of time off yeah. at work. And so I went in the general practice. Okay. Uh, which I still, I'm still in the same general practice that I've been in in Five Dogs since oh, 1979, wow. and uh, managed to keep playing rugby league for a couple of years. Won the premiership, yeah. um, captain Australia in 1979, 1980, and uh, you so were the first Canterbury local local junior to, junior to captain Australia. Yeah, and how that was another honour and privilege. Once, once, once again, absolutely honoured. Yeah. Um, you know, very proud to, to have been given that opportunity. Um, once again, something that I didn't sort of go out to. Yeah. I mean, everyone wants to play first grade. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to play for their country, but you don't actually think about captaining a yeah. country. That is an honour that just comes along um, and, and very proud to have been given that opportunity. So when you were at the Bulldogs, um, there was a scholarship scheme, and were you the f- again the first to one of the first, one of the first? Um, yeah. So I. So I how did that sort of work? I guess I'm asking. Okay. So my mother and father both worked. Yeah. Um, and and mum worked at the Sunbeam factory at Campsie, and my father was an interstate truck driver. And um, so I got a Commonwealth scholarship when I finished my HSC. Yeah. And when I was in second year of uni, the Commonwealth Scholarship dropped off and it was free for everyone to go to university. Okay. Um, and Canterbury came along and I used to work at the local Campsie Hotel on Wednesday and Saturday nights. Yep. I used to pour uh, petrol at the, uh, Canterbury at the uh, service station and yep. change tyres and, you know, in the old days where you used to wash the windscreens down for everyone and, you know, check yep. their tyres and pour the petrol for them. Oh, wow. I used to do that on Saturdays, um, and so Canterbury came along and said, "Whatever you're earning, we'll pay this amount of money, yeah. and 
you trained to play rugby league. Oh, wow. And I thought, well, I would have done that for nothing anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what a bonus, you know. Yeah. So um, so I gave up those jobs and, um, and you know, Canterbury paid uh, a fortnightly allowance yep. to cover what I would have been earning and also paid for my textbooks, my uh, lab coats, my stethoscopes, yep. anything that was related to medicine, they covered. Okay. I also, in when I was... Um, it was 1975, my second year in first grade. I broke my leg um, and missed most of the season. Yeah. Um, and I went to America in Phoenix, Arizona to do an exchange program okay. at uni and uh, worked in a hospital over there for about yep. 10 weeks. And Canterbury paid for my airfares and that to get over there to do that. So wow. uh, very grateful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I must admit our, our, um, our Jersey flag coach, which we won at the age of 17, which is when they were looking at sort of giving me a scholarship yeah. a year or two later, and Peter Moore went up to him and and said, um, you know, do you think this kid's going to make it? Yeah. And he said, well, look, it's it's a good good guess, yes, but if he doesn't, just make him the club doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you get your money back that way. Yeah, and you've never worked for them as the club doctor. Uh, never. never. No, no. no. I've been the Australian doctor once. We we're on the. I was captain of the Australian side that went to New Zealand. Yeah. And we played two test matches and some provincial games, and we won the first two test matches. Mm-hmm. And the last game before we came back home, um, our club doctor, who was in charge of um, St George Casualty, had to come back uh, to work. Yeah. So I, I actually sat on the sideline as the doctor rather than as a player. Um, so that was the only time I actually got involved. Did that? This is a completely out of the blue question that I've just sort of thought of now. Once you were a qualified doctor and the brutality of the sport at that time and the dirtiness of the sport, did you ever start to worry about what you guys were doing to each other or did you just cross that line and you were George Paponis, the football player? You were young. Yeah. You know, you don't care. I'll give you the classic example. I broke my elbow in 1976 and uh, I went to... uh, very esteemed uh, orthopedic surgeon, yeah. uh, broke the radial head. And he said, look, you've got a break there. It's swollen. Um, yeah. It'll take six to eight weeks to heal. Um, you can not play and let it heal. Yeah. Um, or you can keep playing. And every time you play for the next six months, it'll just blow up after each game. It'll bleed. And you'll get arthritis in that elbow when you're um, 30 yeah. um, rather than 60. Um, and... I think it was around about the time I played my first or I got selected for my first game against Queensland for New South yeah. Wales and I wasn't going to miss that for anything. <laughs> so yeah. At the age of 22 or 23, I wasn't going to miss that. Because you're not worrying or thinking about what... I worry about or, it when yeah. I'm 40 or 50, yeah. you know, not now. So. And sort of speaking of injuries, um, talking to someone who did watch you play and loved watching you play growing up, he mentioned to me that he, you retired too early but you were... Sort of forced into that, weren't you? Yeah, I, I retired at 28, okay. which is reasonably early. Yeah. Uh, a couple of reasons. Uh, I was pretty lucky um, in the first part, three quarters of my career. I didn't, apart from a couple of broken noses um, yeah. and the elbow, which I dealt with, and a broken leg. But anyway, they were things you could recover from. Yeah. Um, I did my, in 1981, I did my posterior cruciate, came mm-hmm. back in 82. And um, did two discs um, in my in my cervical spine, yeah. which semi paralysed my left arm. Okay, um, and I, um, I mean, I couldn't even swim. I couldn't get my arm out wow. of the water. I couldn't feed a belt. That's how yeah. weak it was. It took it took about six or nine months in the gym and and to recover. 
And when you're injured, you spend twice as much time because you've got to go to physio and yeah. rehab. You've still got to go to the training sessions. You've got to go to the games. Yeah. And it was taking a lot of time out of my medical career. Okay. Um, and I had to make a decision. Yeah. Um, and so – and I'd achieved – as much as I was going to achieve yep. in rugby league, I captained my club, I captained my country. We won eight tests. Um, yeah. We won a premiership and it was time to sort of spend more time, which was a semi-professional game. At yeah. the, you know, it wasn't the money they're getting now. I had yeah. a career I had to follow, so um, I, I chose that. And I don't regret it. Um, yeah. Sometimes I think it would have been nice but to go on, but uh, I think I made the right move. And next sort of thing before I sort of leave rugby league and your time there is your participation as a player um, and a community leader. Um, what, again, the same person's told me about is the effect that had on the migrant population, getting them interested and involved in rugby league. Do you want to sort it's, of talk about that? Yeah, it's, it's funny because at the time I, I didn't probably realise or appreciate yeah. um, the, the impact it did have. Um, and you know the Greeks used to call rugby league peponi because it was like a melon, okay. uh, melon shape, yep. which is what peponis is. It's yeah. rock melon. Oh, okay. You, you know, so my name's George Rock Melon. Yep. Um, don't tell that to anyone. Uh, we'll, we'll keep it quiet. Yeah, yeah. Good. Thanks on the. It's not like these mics are on or anything <laughs> yeah, like that. Um, and you know the colours of the bulldogs were blue and white, which yep. are the same colours as the national uh, flag yep. uh, in Greece. Um, and Belmore, where I was brought up, was a very Greek-based community in those days. Okay. Um, had a big Greek community, yeah. um, and so yeah, and and to this day, I, I get. I mean, I got a um, a message from someone on LinkedIn the other day who's yeah. a solicitor in New York, whose name's Art Paponis, and okay. and wanted to touch base. Yeah, and and his parents, you know, used to follow me and and oh, wow. spoke about it and. And and it's it's amazing the influence that I now realise that it yeah. had that I took for granted at the um, time. Because um, again, has that been twenty two and, and sort of not realising? Young yeah. and sort of selfish, I guess. Yeah. You know, um, but didn't realise the impact that it was having on other people. Uh, but I'm, I, I I now appreciate the impact yeah. that it's had. And that appreciation's come with time and what you've done with your post playing yeah, sort of time career and maturity and yeah it's not you just haven't just had your medical practice you've been busy with other things and yeah I, I've, I've been on boards I I was on the Australian Rugby League Drug Tribunal for, yeah. for 10 years uh, with Sir Lawrence Street yeah. and um, it was set up and it, I was one of the inaugural uh, okay. members and I was on that for about 10 years until I was invited to come on as chairman of the Bulldogs Football Club in yep. 2002, post the salary cap um, incident. Yep. And um, so I got involved back with the football then, uh, up until 2018. Um, I was chairman of Canterbury Leagues Club. Yep. I'm currently chairman of uh, Clubs New South Wales, which um, is the peak body for 1,200 wow. licensed clubs in New South Wales. Yep. That includes bowling clubs, football clubs, leagues clubs, RSL clubs, yeah. Um, so you know, uh, I, yeah, a fair bit of involvement outside of medicine. Yeah, just one or two, and that was yeah. why you were at the Order of uh, Australia Medal. Order so it was 2013. You yeah, were, and yeah. that's for all that work or for your rugby league days. For both. Ah, okay. For both, and and, and uh, for medicine in, yeah. in, in the community as well. Um, so yeah, and that was a big honour. Um, it came unexpected. Yeah, uh, but that was a very big honour.
Uh, the last thing, if you don't mind, we have a couple of segments that we do here. Um, one of them is the normal discussion about ed- all things education, which we had about your schooling years and then university. Um, then we look around the community, which, again, we've covered already with everything that you've done. Our last segment's about health and wellbeing, and it's called The Truth of the Matter. So I'll just play the, the music for it, and then we'll talk about some health and wellbeing tips from a former professional player and doctor, if you don't mind. Yep, sure. So this will be our last segment, and then you're more than welcome to go to other places, and you're a very busy man, so we do appreciate all your time, and this is one that I have thrown on you without much notice, so I apologise. Okay. Um, Because we do this for our school community, this podcast, and sort of anyone interested in... Schools, I guess what I wanted to ask you and get you to sort of talk about just for a little bit is um, any advice or health and wellbeing tips for young people or high school age students? Um, yeah. Yeah, look, I, I think uh, the best tip I can give is, is what my father did for me. Yeah. Um, he didn't see me play rugby league till I was about 18. Okay. Uh, mum didn't see me till about the same age because she could never drove. Yeah. Um, but my father actually bought my first football for me yeah. and my first pair of football boots when I was about eight or nine. Yeah. And the whole idea was be active, yeah. be fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're in a team sport, um, it gives you responsibility. Um, yeah. You care for other people apart from yourself. Um, and it also keeps you off the streets. Yeah. Um, and it gives you something to focus on. Um, and so I think being healthy, being, yeah. being fit... Uh, getting into a team sport, okay. I think, because it's not all about you then. Yeah. It's about the team and making sacrifices um, and appreciating other people yeah. uh, for what they are and what they do. Um, I, I couldn't recommend uh, enough that, you know, you get involved in a team sport of, of any kind. It's a great tip. And that sort of wraps up the podcast for today. I want to thank you so much for your time, Um and being so open, offering the insight that you have into your life and everything that you've done. And, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. It's been an honour, and uh, I'm very proud to have been a uh, past student of Canary Boys High. Thanks again, George. Thank you.